You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Lunchtime, Roxy Soxy. Good nighty night, Tam. Tam, my day is almost over. You don't look like you're in your PJs. I mean, I am one step away. You don't know what's going on underneath. I know. Do you have underwear on? Maybe not. Maybe not. That will be, that'll give me something to think about for the rest of the day. What do you wear to bed? I, it varies. It varies on my temperature setting. Like, if I'm feeling a little spicy, <laughs> I might if do you're ovulating thing. right yeah, before exactly. your period, okay. I might do a little sexy something, little maybe a little cami with some shorts or something. Really? Um, yeah. I yeah, if I kind of want to like throw the vibes out there a little bit, which is when. you're You're talking like this is like every third day i'm like so once a month you put on your sexy undies Uh, you're like if i'm feeling spicy i'm like what who are we talking to but if i'm like don't touch me it's like the mom sweats and like okay so that's seven days okay gotcha (laughs) how about you lady well, I, my husband and I don't sleep together, which I, we've talked about this so many uh-huh. times. I would love, uh, look, I would love the idea to think about sleeping with my husband. I've been with him for 15 years. We've been married for 10. This is the problem. He snores. I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. If I don't sleep, I'm horrible. I cannot mom the next day. I can't think. I have ADHD. I have anxiety. I need to sleep. And so like we kind of snuggle and do whatever we need to do in the bed or whatever. And then he'll be doing some work and then he'll say goodnight. And you know what? I honestly feel like our marriage is so good because we don't sleep in the same bed. Yes. I can't even imagine Mm -hmm. wake. He wakes up so many times a night. I hear him sometimes like every two, three hours he's up. If I was waking up every two to three hours, I don't think I'd be a good wife. I don't think I'd be even a good communicator. I I think we'd be fighting all the time. It's like the the stigma of like, and let's normalize not sleeping in the same bed. Cause I Mm -hmm. used to think something was wrong with us, but I'm like, wait, we have sex. We're super happy. We communicate. We love each other so much. Why do we need to have two like hot bodies next to each other? (laughs) And that's exactly what it is. It turns into like an inferno. It's so hot. And it's like, and and then we too, because I think you got, you mentioned this before too. Like our daughter sleeps in the bed too. Like, so it's like, uh, no, wait, does I thought Phoenix was still sleeping a little bit in the bed? No, our children have been in their own beds from day one. And I've been so sleeping, I think is such a thing that we don't talk about I think if you don't get enough sleep it affects your health it affects illnesses you'll get later it affects your mental health Mm -hmm. it affects relationships it affects everything and like I cannot imagine I understand some people co-sleep I get it but Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine sleeping with my children I I tried the other day because one of our kids was sick Mm -hmm. every 15 minutes she was up 
Like I, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to not sleep. I just don't. You know what? You know what I tra- tried that has worked well. Remember when we had Dr. Brias, the sleep doctor, yeah, on our yeah, show. Yeah. I yeah. got his spray, the spray, the sleep spray. Interesting. And it works. It works. It's probably just in your mind. I know. <laughs> like, Transport me to another place. <laughs> like, I wish I could do everything. Just, I just like, yeah, I, this will make me sleep, and I bet it made you tired. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, when I take like a tiny, like when I was doing the film and I was so stressed about sleeping, I literally took like a lick of a Xanax, like a lick. <laughs> I licked it, and I was like, oh my god, I have Xanax in my system, and like I passed out. <laughs> Oh it wasn't God. even like a not point not 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 two milligrams, and I was like, <sighs> I'm so asleep. Oh my God, I cannot even. Have you ever taken like a whole Xanax, like or like a half? I, I've taken like a quarter, and I've like sent to Loopy Town. So, oh no. my God, <laughs> I can't wait no. till you come back here and. You might have take Xanax. <laughs> That's what you want me for. Can't wait till you come back and take drugs. Thanks, you're my, Roxy. You're my little science project. You're like, how can I screw her up so she has a mental breakdown and goes to the hospital? That would be fun. <laughs> and that Instagram and views. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can do an IG live. <laughs> no, she's like, that will give me a lot of Instagram views. <laughs> Nice to know you love me. I do, anyway, we I have do. we have gone down the wrong path because that is not what we're talking about today, Roxy. <sighs> we are talking about changing our lives, which by the sounds of it is something we both need to do. I think that this guest will definitely make us do that. We need to do this. You're right. Let's get on it, girl. <laughs> so I have been talking about manifestation for, I'd say what, this year? Yeah, you've been talking about it hard like this year, I feel like. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so it's we like, left Los Angeles a year ago yesterday. Can you believe God that? has no way year ago <gasps> yesterday. We've been on the road and I manifested uh, back then. I remember sitting with Sean, we were sitting like uh, looking over the Brunion Canyon or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. we need to change our lives. What do we see for our lives? We see success financially. We see success um, without jobs. What's that going to mean for us? And I was like, well, the first step was to get out of Los Angeles. It was just bogging us down and it was just overwhelming us. And the minute we left, everything has changed. Like everything. There's not even one thing that's the same. Whether it's got to do with our careers or our finances, mm-hmm. relationships we have with our kids, everything is different. And I do believe in manifestation. And in, in the beginning, it feels kind of like magic. It feels like wait a second, I thought about this and then it actually came true. Like, how is this possible? But then if you can't really, no one really knows, like people, we talk about the universe and death and what happens after, but no, we don't really know because no one's really ever been there and come back to tell the tale. Mm -hmm. So why can't manifestation be true? Why can't it, why can't it change your life? And so I've been following this amazing woman, Stephanie Keith on Instagram, and she this is what she does. She talks about manifestation. She gives us tools. She explains what it is, helps with manifestation boards, um, what happens when you feel stuck. So we're going to kind of talk about it. And hopefully you and I will change our lives <gasps> Ooh, and get away I'm from the drugs and Xanax. <laughs> and get more sleep, more sleep. Yeah. And get more sleep. Yeah. And more sex for you, apparently. <laughs> I bet you, did you have it twice this month? I had it. No, I think I had it three times this month. Wait, what? Is it you're manifesting it? Oh, it's you're right. Is it the camisole or is it the manifestation? I think it's both. (laughs) So let's welcome Stephanie. Stephanie Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. 
yes i'm sorry you heard that entire opening because (laughs) oh i thought it was great i love you girls oh good welcome 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 oh welcome okay so Tamman has been talking about manifestation <laughs> like for literally almost a year. And I was yes. like, okay, okay. She's trying to explain the steps to me of like how we do it. So right. <laughs> for, and it says, okay, I'm not going to lie. It sounds a little woo woo to me, a little woo woo. But for somebody like me, who is a beginner manifest, closed-minded like (laughs) that, (laughs) I'm like, is this really happening? (laughs) How do you, what do you tell people like me? Like, what is the best way to start? Like, how do you start this process? Yeah. Well, let me start out by saying, I think Tamman has so much success with manifesting because of that just openness to believe in like what you can't see and believe in the unknown. And that's kind of how Mm -hmm. I started my whole journey with it is Mm -hmm. just, I was like, well, why not? Like, what do I have to lose? I might as well just believe that anything is possible. And I think because of that, I was able to manifest things really quickly, but I find that most people that's not the case because there is a lot of skepticism and well, I don't, you know, believe it unless I see it and that kind of thing. And that's exactly the thing that can kind of block you in a way from manifesting, um, you know, any type of doubt that creeps in, it's sort of like you're already making up your mind that it's not going to work. And so you're kind of manifesting that it's not going to work. Um, but what I always tell people in getting started is just to try to keep an open mind as much as possible, because what do you have to lose? Like Mm -hmm. worst case scenario, it doesn't work, but best case scenario, it can change your entire life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep an open mind with it and then just decide on what you want. And like, that's another big thing. I feel like everyone thinks that they know what they want, but when you ask Mm -hmm. about the details, it can get a little fuzzy and and people can be wishy-washy because our mind is all over the place. It goes Mm -hmm. a million miles a minute. And, um, it's one thing to say, oh, it would be nice to do this, or I wish I could do that. But it's another Mm -hmm. to like decide, like make the decision, get clear on what you want and declare it, like know Mm -hmm. that it's yours and that's it. That's final. Like have that level of certainty when you're getting clear on whatever it is you want. So that's always where I tell people to, to kind of start out. Mm. So there's certain, um, subjects in my life that I'm definitely like, oh, I'll have that. Oh, I'll have that. I'll have that. And it ends up happening. It doesn't end up happening within the day or the week or the month. Sometimes it takes a year. Sometimes it takes a couple of years, but then there's things that I know I want that I believe I can have, but my own self doubt really comes into play. So how do you manifest something when you're struggling with your own sense of self-doubt, like for example, let's just say like, I want to be in the biggest movie franchise that's out there, but then I have self-doubt like, well, are you good enough? Uh, You know, uh, can you really take on that pressure? Mm. Um, Will you be able to, you know, when you're in the room with all the people uh, not screw up your lines or whatever it is, how do you manifest when you have self-doubt when you know it's what you want and what you can achieve? Yeah. So I want to teach you a little trick with that. Mm. Um, so self-doubt, like we all have it. And especially mm. when it comes to, you know, your big dreams and your big goals, um, it definitely, it can be scary and, you know, all kinds of stuff can come up that can kind of block you. Um, and so what I always tell people is act as if, think as if, and talk as if 
it's already happened. And the reason why that's so powerful. So instead of saying like, I want to get this role, for example, like Mm -hmm, say like, mm -hmm. I got the role, like I have this role, this is the role that I'm doing. And when you talk about it, like you already have it, like it's already happened, your subconscious will believe it. So, so your, so your subconscious kind of like runs the show. It's, we think that we're consciously running our lives, but our Mm -hmm. subconscious Mm -hmm. is in the driver's seat, like 98% of the time. And your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. And Mm -hmm. so if you act as if, talk as if, think as if it's already happened, your subconscious is going to just assume and just think that it's actually part of your reality. Mm -hmm. And so there's not going to be that resistance as often. There's there's no reason for those limiting beliefs to come up through the subconscious. Mm -hmm. So try like talking about it in the present tense, like it's currently your life. And then you can kind of bypass that stuff that hides in the subconscious and likes to creep up all the time. Mm -hmm. And next thing we know, we're in this like dark tunnel of, you know, this can't happen. Mm. So even if you're not believing it, you just say it's happening. Even if you feel like it might not happen, you just say it. And yeah, even like, yeah. even so the self-doubt comes into you're like, oh my God, am I good enough? No, no, it's happening. This is, am I good enough? No, it's happening. And then at some point the self-doubt starts to fade. Yeah. Yeah. So this, the subconscious, it actually develops in the first seven years of life. Mm-hmm. And after age seven, the only way to reprogram these, these beliefs is through repetition. So that's mm-hmm. why like affirmations are really important and everything like that. And just recently I've been doing a lot of research and diving into subliminals mm-hmm. um, and subliminals. They've They've been used forever. A lot of um, corporations use them in like their advertising and things like that, but it's a way to penetrate the subconscious. And I kind of think of it as like a way to speed up the process or kind of a detour. So you don't have to take the long route through just regular affirmations. Um, And so I've been using subliminals lately where that just skips your conscious mind. It goes right into your subconscious to do exactly that. Like tell your subconscious that this has already happened so that you can bypass all these limiting beliefs and self-doubt. And mm-hmm. the more repetition, the the quicker you're going to overcome whatever it is that's coming up for you, whether it's a self-confidence or just simply like not believing that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you utilize the subliminal messaging <clears throat> techniques? Like how do you, because I mean, I think I can say those words, you know, I can, you know, kind of carry on like that. But like, if I have that, you know, like the self-doubt or like negative thoughts or whatever playing in my head, it just blocks it, you know? So how do you use that subliminal technique to penetrate, you know, your subconscious? Yeah. So that's why subliminals are so great because just like you said, if you Mm -hmm. consciously hear something you're consciously going to be like, yeah, right. Like that's BS. Like that's not Mm going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, With subliminals, I use a software program. I know there's a lot of different programs out there Mm -hmm. where I just record whatever, whatever I want, whatever the affirmations are, whatever my goals are. Mm -hmm. And I'll consciously hear, I'll pair it with music. So I'll consciously only hear music, Mm -hmm. but my subconscious Mm -hmm. is hearing hundreds of affirmations. So it takes your affirmations and like speeds them up. And it Mm -hmm. plays it at a level where it's kind of like a dog whistle. Like, you know, dogs can hear it. It's there, but humans can't hear it. 
Well, it's the same thing with these subliminals. Like you're not going to consciously pick up on it, but your subconscious is absorbing everything. Mm. And, you know, I think I heard a fact uh, that we can, we're, we're subjected to like just an unlimited amount of stimuli in our environment. Mm -hmm. And our conscious mind can only process something like 2000 bits per second or something Mm. like that, where the subconscious can process like 200 billion So it's like the subconscious is picking up on all these things your conscious mind isn't going to pick up on. And so I just use a software program and I make subliminals for my audience as well, just to bypass those conscious thoughts that are obviously going to come up and say like, oh yeah, right. That's not possible. And it bypasses that and goes right into your subconscious, which is really controlling your life 98% of the time. Mm. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, Do you think that spending time with negative people can ruin your manifestation? Like if you have people around you that are just that dark, complainy, limited belief, you know, ideology, is does that bring you down or are you strong enough and capable enough as your own person to bypass that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I love that like famous Jim Rohn quote where he's like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with Mm -hmm. because realistically, like whoever you're spending the majority of your time with, you're going to, everyone gives off a vibration and you're going to align with that vibration of the average of the people that you spend the most time with. So if you're constantly around people that are negative, like that's going to seep into your subconscious, you're feeding that into your subconscious and that's going to affect Mm -hmm. you. Now I do believe like, I think it's Tony Robbins or someone that says like, when you're in a room, like there's always going to be someone that dominates the energy. So a lot of times it is the person that's super negative or hateful, unfortunately, but like you definitely can be the person that goes in the room and like raises the vibration and everyone Mm -hmm. is in a better mood. I mean, I'm sure you've come across people like that where you're talking with them and you just like feel better after you leave them. Like you can absolutely do that and, and spread, Mm -hmm. you know, that joy and positive energy. But if consistently your life, you're constantly around people that are living a life you don't want to live that don't have the same beliefs and values as you, they're Mm -hmm. going to continue to, to bring you down. Um, so it's really important to like, pay attention to that. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to like, just cut people out of your life or cause a bunch of drama or anything Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. but just try to like add in more people that, you know, have the same values as you and that are going in the same direction that you want to go and that want to support you and Mm -hmm. your dreams and whatever it is you want to manifest. I mean, Roxy and I, like Roxy, when you and I are together, I feel Mm -hmm. like we always feel better when we've been around each other. But I know Roxy feels this way too. Like sometimes the two of us will be in a room and we'll be giving off because for me, it's always like, like me, like me. That's like a whole other past thing. So I try to like make everyone happy, but I do leave. And I think Roxy, you said this the other day Mm -hmm. too, like you leave and you go home and you just feel depleted. Yes. Like, right? like the energy stores like yes, are, has sucked you dry. Yes. And it's because too, I think, um, that I'm such a, like a person who is sensitive to other people's energies so much mm-hmm. that if it's like a negative person, that's like bringing, mm-hmm. you know, bringing us down or bringing you down, 
you feel that and it depletes you and it's like an icky feeling, you know, and you don't mm -hmm. want to be around that. But it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting though, how people have such command over that. Like you're saying, like the energy mm -hmm. in the room, but then you also hear about the people who are, and I see this, it's funny on social media, like living at a higher frequency, you know, mm -hmm. and so how, how do you live at a higher frequency? Like, what is the way to kind of step it up and like live at that? But, and, and also the funny thing about that is too, some of these same people are posting the most negative things on social media. <laughs> well, I'm they'll like, portray that they're yes. so positive and then you'll see them. Yeah. Being negative, yeah, and being negative. And it's like, okay, so you're saying you're living at a higher frequency, um, but then you're like doing all this other stuff, which is, a, you know, another story, mm -hmm. but yeah. So how, what is the best way to sort of live at that higher frequency? Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, everyone on social media is like happy all the time, right? <laughs> Not my social. I don't know if you've checked mine out. There's a lot of crying shots in there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, no, for me, like, obviously we're all human beings. So we're going to experience the wide, you know, array of human emotions. There's no like, being positive 24 seven. Like that's mm -hmm. just not realistic. We're mm -hmm. all going to like have those dips and those lows. And, you know, it's a difference between like experiencing and like feeling the, through those times where it's difficult and living in that, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like having a negative moment or like having a negative life are two totally different things. So when you're in those, those times where you're starting to feel that dip and that negative mm -hmm. energy, um, the best way to snap out of it is with gratitude. Like just start yeah. thinking about mm -hmm. as many things as you can that you're grateful for everything you can possibly think of, whether it's like the glass of wine you're enjoying, you know, your family, um, and you can give gratitude for the things that you want too. like, you already have them back to that, like think, talk and act as if you already have it, but gratitude kind of can snap you out of it. And it's one of the quickest ways to raise mm -hmm. your vibration because mm -hmm. it, like they say that love is the highest vibration and gratitude is basically giving love for, you know, the things in your life. So mm -hmm. that's just kind of like probably the quickest way to help get out of that. But at the same time, like, you know, I think there is this whole mentality now of you have to be happy all the time and positive 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, then you're never going to manifest anything. And that's just like crazy. I mean, we're human beings. We're going to have negative emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't live there and have that become your mm -hmm. life. Like set your intention and move forward. I have this fine line that I have to be really careful of and have my own boundaries, but like, you know, with my husband, if he, he's always pretty much always at a high vibrancy, like he's pretty much always in a good positive up mood. And then when he gets in that down dip, I think I practice a little bit of toxic positivity, um, and we should talk about what that is because when he's a little down, I'm like, ah, you don't need to feel down. You felt great two hours ago. Like nothing's wrong. You should practice gratitude. So there's like this fine line between practicing gratitude and, you know, believe, behave, become, and think like it is. And also practicing toxic positivity, which is not letting that person or yourself live in that negativity for the period of time that you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like with the toxic positivity, like it, it kind of breeds shame, you know, like you have shame and guilt for feeling something that you should be completely validated and feeling and mm -hmm. that shame and guilt will breed more shame and guilt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
you know, I think the, the idea, like setting the expectation that everything's going to be perfect and you're going to be positive all the time is just setting yourself up for failure and setting yourself up to feel that shame and guilt, which is a lower vibration, you know? So you have to fully experience life. And in those, those down moments, Mm -hmm. you know, like if your husband's in that down moment, like we all have that. And that just makes the good moments like that much better, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't appreciate the great things in life if you've never experienced the opposite of that. And Mm -hmm. it's just part of the human experience, you know, it's, that's how we learn and grow and experience, you know, life on, on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Cause I see, you know, again, back on social media, people practicing different ways that they manifest. And like, one of those things that I see is, is like the vision board where people are putting their, you know, what they want for the future on like a poster board or digitally they're doing it. How do you feel about vision boards? I think I actually did one like, what was mm-hmm. this? Maybe like five or six years ago. Okay. So I went in the blue woo. Okay. And wait, did you look at it? Five? Have you looked at it recently? And has any of those things on your vision board came true? You know what? I, I haven't looked at it recently, but I did look at it probably like two years after I initially made it. And some mm-hmm. of those things did come true. I have to say it did come true. Yeah. Cause you yep. believed yep. it. So I personally yep. love yep. vision yep. boards. I'm yeah. actually having a vision board party in like October, November, and December. Oh, we're coming. Uh, I know. Tim, <laughs> yeah, why have we yeah. not done it's this? Like they work for me. I mean, I, every year I do like these vision board parties and I show like my previous year and it's like mm-hmm. everything happens. And, but here's the thing with vision boards is like, I think there's a misconception that it's like, oh, you put it on your vision board and like, that's it. Like it just magically happens, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that is a misconception. I, I look at vision boards as just simply a tool to help you visualize, to help you get clear on your goals. Mm. And like the number one thing that people um, come to me for help with is they say like, I can't visualize. Like I close my eyes, I try to meditate, I'm trying to visualize and I just mm-hmm. can't and it's so difficult. And so that's where vision boards can be really helpful because you're like making up your mind, you're deciding what you want and you're like actually printing it and putting it on the board. So it's like, it helps you really clarify that vision and clarify what that looks like and get clear on all aspects of your life and what you want. So it's just a tool. It's not like the end all be all. And you know, if it works for you and it feels good, then great. And if it doesn't, you feel resistance to it, then maybe like you're better off, you know, writing out your goals, like journaling Mm -hmm. or something or meditating or or whatever. So it's just a tool, but it's a tool that like it, it works for me spot on every time. So now I add everything, my vision board. (laughs) I want. See, that's a thing, Tam. And I think for me, the vision board works more than just sitting there in the, cause if I sit there in my thoughts, I get blocks. You know what I mean? You think about your sexy lingerie you're not wearing. (laughs) (laughs) You got to do it, right? It's hard. It's a hard one. Like, you know, sometimes I'll be hiking and I'll be like, this is going to happen to you this year. This is going to happen to you this year. And sometimes you don't necessarily always believe it to be true. Yeah. But I will say that this year, the things that I've said are going to happen this year Mm. mostly have come true. But what about, what did you do on the days when you didn't believe it? Like if you actually didn't believe, you know, what's really interesting. The days that I didn't believe it, something would happen to move me away from my goal. 
Like, like for example, I would get like um, a really good news about my career. And then like, mm-hmm. I was practicing a lot of self-doubt and, you know, the harmful thoughts and the thing that was positive started to mm. move away. It was very interesting. Like all of a sudden that opportunity started to go and things happen to me in threes. It's this weird phenomenon that happens with me. I get mm-hmm. good things in threes and I get bad things in threes. And normally when I'm practicing a lot of that self-doubt, I will get one email that'll be like that TV show that you pitched for mm-hmm. is not happening. So one thing will happen. And then like the house is flooding, that'll happen. And then <laughs> Phoenix hasn't been accepted in the school. Whatever. There's like three yeah. things will start to happen. And the first thing's always to do with the thing that I'm doubting. Okay. And then it's almost like it picks up energy. It almost like picks it up and then takes on other things with it. And I'm not saying that like, yes, if you're positive all the time, good things are going to happen all right. the time. But it's like that deep seated doubt where you're like, no, that's really not who I am and not what's going to happen in my life that's negative. Things start to happen negatively like even this podcast yesterday I was like you know what I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna reach out to like the top 10 accounts I don't care if they have 10,000 followers or 5 million followers Mm -hmm. we did we reached out to people from 10,000 to 5 million Mm -hmm. and yesterday I sat down and I was like they're all gonna get back to me and they're gonna say yes and guess what you know today they Mm -hmm. all go back and said yes even one person which I actually said to you was untouchable I said we're not gonna get the woman that starts with M. I was <laughs> yeah. like, we're not going to get her. She's like the biggest speaker right now. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And then she emailed back this morning and she was like, please send the details. I'd love to. So I, I don't know. Is it magic? Yeah. Is it coincidence? I don't know if I believe in coincidence, Yeah. but something is definitely happening and I'm in tune with it. Something, mm-hmm. something energetically is happening. But do you think that the negative, th- cause I feel like I have negative thoughts every day. So do I, like, so but do, I. It, do you, but do you think it like, it's the amount of negative thoughts that bring you back or is it like, and we should ask the expert on I this, know, but, let's but, but Gary, but Gary, who was at our last podcast right. said, it's actually for me, what happens is I'll have the negative thought like, Oh, you know, the, we want the podcast to be the number one podcast right. in this space in the world. Right. Um, and then you'll have self-doubt and go, well, that's not possible. So even when I think it's not possible, I yeah. still reach out to people. It's right. the, it's the forward movement. It's right. like the doing, remember he said the doing. Yes, so I was like, doing, fuck yeah. it. I'm going to reach out to like the top 10 accounts, like that are untouchable, even if though I have self-doubt because mm. doing the thing itself means that you're telling the universe, you don't really have self-doubt. Like why would you have self-doubt and then reach out to the top 10 people and say, they would love to have you on the podcast yeah. if you didn't believe it. So yeah, subconsciously right. you it's, believe it. Yeah. It's like, you got to like do the opposite of what is going on. Like whatever that headspace shit is. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Action is like the best way to overcome fear. Just do it, uh-huh. do it scared. And like our minds always make the worst case scenario seem way worse than it actually is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, so mm-hmm. if you reached out to those people and they said, no, like, is that the end of the world? No. Like your mind's mm-hmm. going to make it out to be something way bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of think there's like a tipping point too. It's like, you know, are you thinking just a little more positive thoughts than negative thoughts mm-hmm. generally? Okay. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, that you're thinking positive thoughts like 90% of the time, just like, are you thinking a little more on the positive side than on the negative side? Mm-hmm you know, that's it. There's just, and then Roxy too, like, you'll probably not like this because it is totally woo woo, but 
<laughs> Give me all the woos. woos. <laughs> so whenever I'm like kind of getting that doubt and I'm just like, is this just too crazy? Like too far out there, whatever. Um, I will like ask for a sign. So my, like, I have a sign where if I see 1111, 111, or like a feather, mm-hmm. like that's like my, my sign to like keep moving forward. I swear to God, the freaking signs show up when I ask for them. So just try it. Like okay. just keep an open mind. Just be like, I'm just going to try it and see, because I guarantee you'll start seeing stuff that you normally don't see on a regular basis. So is it like particular signs that you tell the universe, like, show me these signs in particular, or they just come like, however they come. No, you'll, you want to pick the signs. You want to pick something that is not something you see Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, something that's a little more like obscure. So that way, when you do see it, you know, like, all right, this is a sign. So for me, it's like a feather. Like I never really see like feathers just like hanging around or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when I asked for the sign, I'll like, like the other day opened up the door. There's like a feather on my doorstep, like just (gasps) sitting there, like presented for me. Oh my, and you had asked so, a question to the universe before the sign came about. Remember Roxy, the butterfly. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was just, to- I was started the manifestation and I said, I didn't know if we were supposed to leave Los Angeles to come mm-hmm. to Australia. And I said, I need a sign. I need a sign in the form of a butterfly. And I, I said, I, I, there's lots of butterflies. I was like, mm-hmm. you can't give me a shitty little butterfly. Like, sorry, butterfly. <laughs> like that's just out in the ether. Like I need a sign of a butterfly. Like you better make me believe it. Day mm-hmm. one went past day two went past day three went past day four went past on day five. My daughter at the time wasn't speaking because she was too young. She, well, she was a little few words, but not like she is now. Mm-hmm. And I was inside and she like started yelling the word butterfly. And she hadn't never said the word butterfly. She was like, mama, butterfly, butterfly. And I was like, firstly, didn't even know that she knew that word. I ran outside and there was a butterfly the size of my hand, like sitting at the door. And I was mm. like, if that is not manifestation come to real life, like to, 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 to come to roost, then I don't even know what is it was. And that's when we made the decision to come here. Okay, I've got wow. an obscure one. I've got an obscure one. I could say Brad Pitt will show up. Well, what if you go to an opening, a premiere? Yeah. And there he hey, is. You never know. Maybe it'll be like a picture of Brad Pitt That's too. Like what... you got to stay open. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody email. Tim's gonna like email it to or me. Or maybe I'm like, just wearing Brad sad. Pitt's cologne or something, <laughs> yeah, Roxy. Yeah. <laughs> No, Tamman, like literally the same thing happened to me when we moved from Illinois to Tampa. We like totally just moved, like we moved to a place we had never been before. Mm-hmm. We knew no one. And I'm just like, what did I do? Like, did I just totally screw up our life? Like, what if this was the wrong decision? I started freaking out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I need a sign. So I like rainbow was like the first thing that popped up mm-hmm. in my mind. So I'm thinking about a rainbow. And every single time I'd go outside, there'd be a rainbow. And I was like, well, well like it's Tampa. Like there's always like sunshine. Always rainbow. I picked the, the easy like, thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then I like, I'm in my house and I had these like crystal lamps and the way the sun was like coming in and hitting the crystal lamps, it was like projecting rainbows on my wall. And I was like, all right, like that, that's for sure sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just try it, Roxy. You never know. know. Brad Pitt might show up at your door. He might show up. I just will have to send my husband out for the night. (laughs) What if your husband just comes home looking like Brad Pitt or something? I mean, there you go. (laughs) One can only dream, you know? (laughs) Now, my question is like, can you believe in God and also believe in manifestation? Or is God in some way a form of 
manifestation, meaning, you know, people who believe in God believe that things are going to happen because it's God's will. And maybe that's just manifestation or maybe manifestation is God, you know, maybe it's all the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I personally just kind of like view it as all the same thing. Like a lot of times I'll say like the universe, but Mm. the universe, you can say God or spirit or, you know, whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever you feel comfortable with. But uh, there's a lot of people that I know that are very, very religious and, you know, believe in God and everything else and, and see that manifestation works. And they just kind of do view it as like, God is delivering this for them rather than like, manifestation or it's the universe. Mm -hmm. So I think you definitely, you know, can believe in both. Mm. You know, we all have kids here. And so it's like, it's, I think manifestation can be a useful tool for them too, right? As Mm -hmm. they're growing up and really, um, you know, learning the lessons that they have the power to sort of, you know, find, find what they want in life, you know, or make that happen, you know, have that power and to overcome their fear. So like, what is the best way to teach kids, especially young kids? Cause, um, Tamara and I have kids under the age of eight. What is the way to sort of teach them how to manifest things in their life? Yeah. Well, I actually had my daughter on my podcast this week. She's 12, but oh. I've been teaching her since like age four, like since she could kind of somewhat understand, you know, what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And she actually wants to be an actress. So the fact that I'm on this podcast made me like the coolest mom. And so <laughs> I'll get the glasses um, out and be like, Shh. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's where she, I don't know if she watches Pretty Liars, but I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I started teaching her when she was like, you know, around four years old. And I think we underestimate the power that our kids have, like they, they can understand this stuff. And I think they understand it and pick up on it more so than adults because they still believe in magic. They still believe in the possibility of anything happening. They don't have like all these years and years and years Mm -hmm. of societal programming and limiting beliefs building up. So they don't have like all that resistance that we as adults have. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's great to be able to teach them that. And the very first thing that I, um, helped my daughter manifest, you know, I, she knew about the law of attraction and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want? If you could have like anything, you know, in the world, what's it going to be? And she wanted this like American girl doll. That was like, I don't know, the doll of the year or something. It was like $120 for this doll. (laughs) so, you know, so I, I told her, okay, like, let's visualize this doll. We pulled her up online. She made a little bed for her, like in her room and like picked out the clothes (laughs) she wanted for her and this, that, and the other. And then she came to me and she was like, can I, can I do chores? And can you like pay me for that? And I was like, um, okay. And she's like, well, I'm going to save up money and get this doll. So I was like, all right, well, like, I guess that's her way of like manifesting. So (laughs) she like hit up my mom, like all the neighbors in the neighborhood. And like, she got the money to buy the doll. And when she got the money to buy the doll, we were going to my grandma's house, like out of town for the weekend or whatever. So I'm like, we'll get the doll when we get back. We got to go to grandma's. We show up at my grandma's and she's like, okay, Alexis, like it was Easter time. She's like, go find your Easter basket. And she finds it. And there's the exact doll. Like my grandma had no idea she wanted that doll. Then that same weekend, my husband calls me. He wasn't with us. And he's like, which doll does she want? He's like, I'm at the store. And there's like a hundred dolls. Like, which one does she want? 
And I was like, why are you getting her this doll? And he's like, she's been talking about it forever. I got to get her this doll. And he had no idea that she was like trying to manifest it. So now, like I told her, like, see, you manifested it three different ways. And that kind of like built up her confidence and like Mm. her ability to be able to manifest something at a young age. And so now the girl manifests like crazy. It's insane. Um, And she uses vision boards and they, they work good for her too. So there's a story that my mom always tells. And I remember I was young at the time. I think I was like eight years old, but my mom was putting on a, well, there was a church um, musical that was happening. And the person who was putting it on got really sick right near the, right near the end, which was D-Day. And they brought my mom in to kind of like do the musical. And she only had like two days and there was 32 like people in the choir and they didn't have any robes and they were trying to find these robes and the color scheme was like greens and blues or whatever. And she was like, oh, we just need to find these robes as 30, uh, 30, whatever people like we need to find these robes. And so she was calling around and no one, like none of the other churches had any robes for any of the people in the choir. And then 12 hours before the actual like musical was about to be put on, she got this phone call from one of these churches that called her back and said, you know what? I think we have some robes. They haven't been worn before. They're in kind of the basement, but you can come over and just like see what you want. So she opens it up. The first thing she notices is they're like exactly the color scheme, right? And she's like freaking out. She's like, okay, well, we can try to do something. We should try to make something work. So she takes the boxes and asks all the choir to like this choir people from, you know, from 50 year old to 70 year olds, like little seven year olds. She starts handing out the robes. There's exactly 32 robes and they fit 32 people and 32 sizes. And it was like the perfect, it was like they were made for them. And she tells that story all the time and just says that like things happen for a reason and that's another form of maybe we didn't she didn't know it at the time but she was manifesting those but I remember that story so well and exactly the exactly the number not even one less or one more and they all fit wow. it was just it was it was magic yeah it was she manifested it you know yeah but yeah you can't call that coincidence like there's yeah. no way but you know then we get into this sort of debate about like destiny and like you know, some people believe that destiny is already chosen for you. You know, it's already, you know, how it's going to be or how it's meant to be. But then um, we have, you know, manifestation, which like in like when you think about it, you would think that you could sort of choose your path, choose your path, you know, or kind of, you know, make your path happen the way you want it to. So like what, like, how do you reconcile like the two schools of thought? You know, if it's like, things are already destined to be the way they are, like, then how does manifesting work in that? Yeah, no, I totally believe that you can create your own reality. And Mm -hmm. the idea of destiny, like, I just, for me, I look at so many people, Mm -hmm. like the majority of people that, you know, are living a life that they they just don't love. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mediocre. Mm -hmm. They're in a job that makes them miserable. They're scraping to get by. I don't believe that's destiny at all. Like I, I think that there's, you know, circumstances in our life and we all have free will and, you know, sometimes people might get like that intuitive hit and maybe that is destiny trying to lead them towards the path of most fulfillment. 
but they don't take that action because they're afraid because society tells them to take another path. So, you know, I do believe like there can be destiny, but Mm -hmm. I don't think, I think we're destined all to be in a state of like joy and gratitude and to have fulfillment in whatever we're doing and to see so many people like not in that state. It just makes me think that, you know, there, there definitely are actions that we take as a human being that, can either put us on that path or put us on a different path and we get to create the reality. So if you're in a position that you don't love, like you, you can change it. You have the ability to completely do something different, to create something else for your life. And, um, that's exactly what I did. And like, I'm, I'm proof of that. And you guys are proof of that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, more and more people are starting to wake up to that possibility and step off this autopilot of being Mm. zombies and going through the nine to five, just miserable and whatever they're doing and starting to, you know, take these new paths towards whatever lights them up. Mm. And words matter too. I was Mm -hmm. listening to the secret and you can say like, I don't want to be in debt, Mm -hmm. but the universe doesn't know the difference between don't want to be. Mm -hmm. And it just hears like, I want to be in debt just hears want and debt. It doesn't hear like the things that are the small words in between the the things that you don't want. The more things you say you don't want are the things that you almost attract to yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't, I see this with my husband. I don't want to have a fight. We have a fight. I don't want this to happen. It Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Instead be saying like, I want to have X amount of money in the bank this year. I want to be financially um, free, free of no see because even say I want to be financially free of debt it's still the word debt that you're Mm -hmm. kind of promoting right so like I want I want to have more money I want financial freedom I want so it's like the words that you're saying and putting out there are the words that come back too Mm -hmm. so if you say I you know I don't like fighting I don't want to fight you just hear fight fight Mm -hmm. fight so So I think the words are important too yeah maybe you don't bring like the whatever the negative thing is up at all like you just really kind of say the positive like exactly. I will be on a big TV show. Right, right. I'm not like, I don't want to not work. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Like it's yeah. a whole different thing that you're putting out there. Yeah. yeah. So words do matter. Yeah. And I feel like we're so programmed to almost be kind of negative. And yeah. you no, know, I mean, you turn on like the news and it's like a lot of negative stories or you know, you talk to people and a lot of times you hear about like all their troubles or like, oh my gosh, I have to do this and that. And it has sort of this negative connotation. So we just get in this habit and we kind of have to break the habit and just focus on, you know, the things that we want. And same thing with receiving. It's like, how often has someone given you a compliment and then you say something negative about yourself to kind of like even Mm -hmm. it out. Like someone says Mm -hmm. you look amazing and you're like, oh no, I don't. Like, We, just, you know, we grow up with these ideas and, and I don't know why it's that way, but it can kind of have the opposite effect then because everything we're putting out is, is attracting back to us. Like the energy you're putting out is the energy that's going to come back. So mm-hmm. yeah, focusing on the things you don't want is just generating that to come right back to you. That's one of the hardest things though, is to take a compliment for me at least to mm-hmm. like 
if somebody said something nice to me, I'm just like, you're saying like, you kind of try to balance it out with like mm-hmm. a negative, like, or like a self-deprecate. Like, I think there's something, there's a difference between being like self-deprecating and like right. negative towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Like, so it's like, I always feel like I sort of have to balance. Like I I'm going to like be too, like, it's yeah. Like I just have to like balance it out, you know? And it just doesn't, mm-hmm. it shouldn't because be you're like doing that. it for other people. Like you want them to feel comfortable. Like, yes. I feel like it's always like, oh, you're giving me a compliment. I don't think that I'm, that I think that I like myself or right. that I think I look good. Right. So right. like, I got to tell you that I don't think that either. Cause I don't have an ego. I'm not egotistical. Yep. You know, you can mm-hmm. like me. It's that whole thing. That's like, like me, like me, like me, you know, I'm, I'm one of, I'm like you. Yeah. So it's that, that thing that we do for sure. Yeah. And I always got confused with it. Like with the secret, like that was the first book that I read on Mm -hmm. the law of attraction. And, you know, it's like, ask, believe, receive. And I'm like, well, receive like, duh, like, obviously we want to receive it. Like who doesn't want to receive, you know, their Mm -hmm. desires. But then I did have someone ask me that they're like, well, how do you take a compliment? And like, when you go and you're having lunch with a friend, like how often are you like, no, 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 I'll pay. No, 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 I'll pay. And like, mm-hmm. if you can't even accept like a free lunch, how are you going to accept abundance and, you know, to come flowing into mm-hmm. your life? If you mm-hmm. can't accept a compliment, how, how are you going to accept these positive things in your life? And it's so true. And that kind of opened up my eyes. Cause I like am horrible with accepting compliments and gifts and everything. I'm mm-hmm. always like, Oh no, no, it's okay. And mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm we're programmed that way, but I do think it can kind of, you know, handicap us with manifesting. But do you think you're Money's better with accepting it now? Do you guys think you're better with accepting compliments now? Now that like manifesting is taking place, do you think that's part no. of it? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're like, nope, nope, not at all. No. Yeah. For me, it's like still really hard, but I like actively try to be better with it, but I'm, it's still like uncomfortable for me because just mm-hmm. like you said, like, I don't want to seem like I'm like so full, full of, of myself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But I want to talk about money and manifesting because in the secret too that I listened to, they said that you will notice that there will be people in life who make lots of money. And yes, if they lose it or go bankrupt or whatever, they'll make money again. It's because they have this non-limiting belief that they will keep making money. And I've always thought like I've worked my whole life, but I've always thought like if I was going through a rough financial patch or I wasn't working as much that it would just come in. I've always thought that way. I've always, I've never been afraid that it wouldn't. And maybe that that's silly that I've thought like that, but it has always seemed to have come in, gone out, come in. There's like a, there's like a mutual respect when it comes to money. But I do know that there's been certain people in my life who like they should, which is have careful with that word, be making lots of money based on their talents and their skills and their, um, you know, education. And they just can't make money. Mm-hmm. And I really believe it's because of the relationship and the idea of money and what it means to you. If it's like shameful, or if you don't think you deserve it, or there's like not this sort of back and forth relationship with money that I think people have. And I think it does affect the circumstance of money in a way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a huge problem in our society. Like, I'm so glad you brought up money because I'm so, I want to empower people, especially women around money, because so many view it as like, well, it's greedy. Like if I ask for more money or I want more money, then I'm greedy. And like, there's all this shame around it. And 
The problem with that is let's go back to the subconscious. Your subconscious is never going to, it's there to protect you and it's never going to contradict itself. So if you have the deep seated belief that money's the root of all evil, your subconscious is going to resist opportunities, resist money because money's the root of all evil. You know what I mean? So um, it really does boil down to your beliefs. And I also think, I know, um, I don't know if you guys follow Amanda Francis, but she talks a lot about energetic minimums and maximums with money and how everyone kind of has this threshold of what they feel comfortable with Mm -hmm. when it comes to money. And you don't really go outside of that threshold unless you really set an intention. So unfortunately, a lot of people are, are in the scenario where their threshold of what's comfortable is debt. Like they're so used to debt or being in the negative that it just keeps happening over and over and over again. So you might have like a threshold of anywhere from being a thousand dollars in debt to having a thousand dollars in the bank. And you might come into money somehow, but then an expense is going to come up and that money goes out the window. And now you're back to a thousand in debt or a thousand in the bank. And so, um, you know, unless you energetically up level with your beliefs and everything to get to that, that next level, you're going to kind of stay there. And that's like the Kardashians. Look at the Kardashians. The reason they have that much money is I truly believe that they believe that they were going to have that much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they also have Kris Jenner too. Who's like, she believed, she believed it then. Yeah. yeah, she really did. I mean, she started with, with, when, before Caitlin, you know, w- when Bruce mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. around, it was, you know, she st- bolstered his career and then it moved on to the rest of the family. I mean, she's, a, she's a genius. Like she's amazing at what she does, but mm-hmm. you're right. I think she tapped into that and there, you know, I mean, she's created like a dynasty, you know, mm-hmm. but I do think I think it's hard to get sometimes out of the money mindset, particularly when it's generational and it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, people grow up in a family that believes in money, you know, one way and it's like passed down to the kids and then the grandkids and it's Mm -hmm. like this whole thing. So like, what is the best way to change that mindset, particularly around money when it's been like so deep rooted like that? Yeah. I, th- I think it's getting out of your environment. Just like we said at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's the scenario. Like you're, you have these generations that were in debt, which is most of the population, right? Because mm-hmm. our grandparents went through, you know, a war. And then before that there was the depression and you know what I mean? And so these, these beliefs get passed down and you're, you're in the same environment, the same upbringing that you had, the same people it's just going to keep happening over and over and over again. So one thing that I personally like to do is like put myself in that next level scenario. So that might even be window shopping, like walking in the Louis Vuitton store when I couldn't even fathom having a Louis Vuitton bag, or, you know, sometimes my husband and I'll go and just get drinks at like a really fancy hotel or, you know, stay there, even if it's just for one night or go to a part of town, that's really luxurious and just kind of like drive through and walk through and like, just putting yourself in these new scenarios Mm -hmm. that in the beginning feel a little uncomfortable. If you can do that over and over again, and you can start surrounding yourself with people that are at that next level, you are going to up level to that. 
you're going to, to get there eventually. And the more you can do it, the faster you're going to get there. And you've probably seen that in your own life. Like if you've ever been in a scenario where you didn't have a lot of money, it probably felt really uncomfortable to do some of the things that you've done when you have more money. You know what I mean? But you just gradually up level as you go. So the more you can put yourself in a different environment, the better, you know, it's going to help with your mindset and you're going to start picking up on these things from other people that are already there. I think Roxy now problem is we've been in too many Louis Vuitton stores. <laughs> I think we've been in too many nights. You're like, go to a nice hotel. I'm like, we need to stop going to the hotels um, because we're always there. So then like that goes to my question about like, because yes, I do know about manifesting is like, well, careful, don't hold on to your money, spend it because if not spend all of your money, but if you spend it, it will have that flow effect. It'll come back to you. But then there's like that fine line, which my husband and I are starting to do right now is like saving for our dream home. So it's like when you're saving, it's hard because you're thinking, I can't buy that. I can't do that because I'm saving for something greater. But then I feel like when you have that mentality, almost when you're saving, you're restricting more money from coming in. Do you know what I mean? Because you're not outwardly buying things and going to the nice hotels or buying the Louis Vuitton bags. You're kind of just like, nope, need to save every penny. Want to buy that house. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it has to do with your intention too. Like if you're saving for a house, that's one thing. If you're saving because you're like hoarding money, because you're mm -hmm. so paranoid, you're going to lose it. Like that's a whole other Mm -hmm. energetic vibration that you're giving off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to think that way, but if it's like coming from a place of fear or a place mm -hmm. that doesn't feel good, then you want right. to look at that. And I look at your, your feelings are kind of like your inner GPS. Like they're kind of guiding you on what is leading you towards the best path or not. Like if mm -hmm. something doesn't feel good, there's a reason it doesn't feel good. Like your, your intuition is trying to tell you something, pay attention to that. And if something does feel good, but it doesn't make sense and it just seems like so unrealistic, there's a reason it feels good and like explore that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So same thing with like, with your money, if you're feeling good about spending and you're feeling good about your bank accounts and your investment accounts, that's a good sign. But if you're mm -hmm. in this constant state of fear, you want to explore that because there's probably some limiting beliefs that you need to work through. You know, I think it's hard too, because we've been through this sort of like pandemic and like crazy time, you know, of the last year, mm -hmm. a lot of people lost their jobs, you know, they're kind of trained that they're struggling right now, you know, to kind of figure out it, whether it be like, which financial direction do I go into, which career path, you know, do I want to start a family now? Do I want to make a move? Like all these different things what kind of advice would you give to somebody like that? You know, who's just been like, as we all have really just been through this crazy sort of time of like the pandemic and everything and she, you know, shutting down and now trying to like manifest their life. So what would you say to them? Yeah. As horrible as all those things are, you know, losing your job and, and going through all the different things that, you know, everyone's gone through. It's also a life defining moment, you know, when you're in those low times and, and things like that happen, mm -hmm. um, you now have a decision. Like you can create the next chapter of your life. You get to pick where you want to go next. And that's the thing with the pandemic. It's like a lot of people did lose their jobs or just realized that it wasn't fulfilling. It kind of like mm -hmm. snapped them out of that autopilot that I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And 
now are deciding that they want to take a completely different path in life. And so if you've kind of hit that rock bottom, there's the only way is up. Like that's the Mm -hmm. best time to take this new path. Look at it as a fork in the road. And this is like, you know, the universe giving you an opportunity to change things and to do what you really are meant to do and what you really want to do. So I just think it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like no one wants to go through Mm -hmm. the the tough times, but sometimes Mm -hmm. they're necessary because if we were just comfortable all the time, we would never change. We would not have no motivation to change anything in our lives. So it can, it can be a blessing. Mm. You know, obviously I would take everything back for the lives lost, Mm -hmm. but the COVID experience was like the best thing that ever happened to our family. Like we never would have had to stop and had to really assess what was going on and what, what we were barreling towards um, just with our future and our kids. And it never would have made us wake. I don't know when we would, we probably would have woken up at some point, but um, it definitely was a huge slap to be like, what are we doing? Like, there's a better, there's a better lifestyle. There's a better life. There's, you know, a a better way for what we want. And, and yeah, I think a lot of people felt like that. And, And even though there is, has been a lot of negative that's come out of it, like you said, like through the negative, people are rediscovering themselves. Like marriages are falling apart. Marriages are coming back together. You know, people are leaving their states and countries and, and people are really assessing what they want in their lives. So it, it kind of shifted, like the whole world was, sh- was shook, shaken up, mm-hmm. you know, and it was kind of like a big slap in the face. And, and now it's kind of a rebirth and it's a, now what, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do now? And all the things that made sense before don't now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I feel like we're better because of it. Um, it sort of had to but- all happen collectively too, like as a, like literally as a world, <laughs> you know, to go through it at the same time for people, for like all these changes to take place, you know, yeah. because it happened on such a big scale. It was like so many people like changed everything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I think you guys, like you had, I mean, it, you, you had that belief, like you believed that there was something, something else for you guys out there. Yeah. I don't even know if it was a belief, but I felt like it was like, what I knew what we didn't want. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes that. Sometimes it's like, you don't even need to know what you, wh- where you want to go, but you have to know what you don't, where you don't want to go. But do you and think you for- guys would have still been here? Like had it not. Yeah. We've been so? in the same. Yeah. Been same in the same thing. situation and been unhappy. Yeah. Not like with each other or anything. It was just a rut. It was just a rut and it wasn't doing us any service. Yeah. My career has completely changed since I left and financial situation and relationships and everything has completely changed. Yeah, it's different, huh? You know? Yeah. Well, Stephanie, we won't hold you up too much longer. <laughs> oh, this so, is so Roxy, so give us our marching orders, please. Yes, what, do, what, yes. is, what do we what need do we to do? do? <laughs> Roxy first. <laughs> yes, give, him, give me my prescription, my manifestation <laughs> prescription. <laughs> okay, so... um. Yeah. First get clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So make the decision that it is yours already act as if, 
And, um, as far as overcoming the beliefs, like just bring some awareness to whatever's coming up for you. So when you decide what you want, wherever you're feeling resistance, that's going to give you clues as to the beliefs that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. And like I said earlier, like the affirmations and the subliminals are going to help you work through that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally, and I don't know that we really spent too much time talking about this, but take inspired action. You know, the universe can throw every opportunity your way, but if you don't act on any of it, it's not going to manifest. So when you feel inspired to take action, don't wait, don't put it off, take action now. How will and we know like what that is? Like, is it, you mean when opportunities come? Mm -hmm. And you act upon them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like when you manifest something, it's typically not going to just like fall in your lap, but opportunities will like you will actually, it's not that the opportunities didn't exist before. It's just, you didn't become consciously aware of them. So once you declare what you want, you're going to consciously start noticing things in your environment that align with that. Take action on those. Don't hold back. Don't, don't tell yourself the worst case scenario, mm -hmm. just take action. And, um, best case scenario, it might change your whole life. Right. Yeah. No, that is classic me. Like I go through the worst case scenario in my head of like, what if this happens? And then I talk myself out of things. Yeah. How do you know if the opportunity is the right thing for you? Cause I mean, I'm lucky that I get a lot of different types of opportunities and you just go, well, is that going to be a time suck, which will take me away from the, from the real goal? Or is that the opportunity that's going to actually give me what I've been asking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, remember like your feelings are your inner GPS. So trust that. Like if you have a gut feeling, like, like it seems logically, like it's the best opportunity, but you just have a gut feeling mm. that it's not like something feels off, then it probably is. Mm -hmm. So really pay attention to that. And there might be something that doesn't seem like it's going to be that great logically, but you just don't know why you just want to do it, then do mm -hmm. it. And you never know where it's going to lead you. And you can't make other people's. And I realize that too, being in a relationship for 15 years, it's like our, our action can't be their action. And if mm -hmm. they want to do something for their career, you can't, you can't micromanage what they want to do. You know, like they have right. to accept what they think is right for them and make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's so. always like, can you manifest? Fest a new car for me. I'm like, uh, no, no, like, you can. <laughs> but that's the thing. Yeah, you can't like manifest for someone else. Do your husbands manifest? Yeah, well, mine does. Like, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't admit that it's like manifesting. But mm -hmm. I'm telling you, he has a thing with cars. And like, anytime he wants a car, he manifests it. Even if I'm like, we're not getting that car. Like, don't even bring it up. <laughs> like, somehow we end up with that car. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, but he, he doesn't, he would never like probably admit that that's what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. Oh, wait, tell and me where, about, does Sean yeah. manifest? He does now. He has a whole vision board. He's got a movie that he's doing next year. He has the lead actor that he mm -hmm. wants to be in it. And the screensaver of his phone is that actor's face. Um, the producers that are it. doing the film, all the screensavers are all the same person. <laughs> the person did read the script and did respond to it. So now it's just about whether the timing aligns. So we just have to keep manifesting that, but at least the person read the script. So that's how, where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> he believes in so. that. Yeah. He believes in it. I just said, why get not at this board. point? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. I, I got to get well. David on board now. I'm making a deal. You can do it. Yeah, I got to do it. Well, thank 
Thank you, Stephanie, so much. Where can people find more of you? Because I'm sure they will want to go and from here on. Yeah, yeah, I have everything um, linked at my Instagram page at Law of Attraction Tribe. And um, oh, and I have a book coming out in January called Amazing. Trust the Universe. So go and check that Amazing. out. It's all about manifesting. Mm. We'll be on Audible too, because us moms are like, can, <laughs> can I can I walk with it and listen, please, Lord? I don't know. I need. To I'm gonna manifest it. I'm manifesting that there's an Audible. Yes, 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 for Make sure. The Audible. Manifesting. Well, thank you so much, guys. And um, you can find us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook and the Women on Top group on Clubhouse. And please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on your favorite podcast app so we can keep bringing amazing guests like Stephanie on. Yes. And I'm going to manifest us touring together. Yes. I really yes. want to tour. Just first, we'll start with America. Yes. Um, and then we'll go We'll go all over the world and people will have their merchandise and we get to drink wine and travel. Right. Oh my God. I said to someone yesterday, they said, what is your dream job? I said, drink wine and travel. So maybe <laughs> that's it. I just manifested that. See, see, 2022. Ugh, come to Tampa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's my husband's us. half. His family is in that area. So, Ooh, you so can... might manifest. Yeah. All right. Give me a call. 2022. Yes. 2022. I can't believe it. I can't yep. believe it. Well, thank you guys so much. I am Tamman Sursok. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are women. On, on. make it a good one. Ta. Bye. Bye.